Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome once again to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt. You are listening to AM820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Today on our program, we are tackling a pretty hefty issue. We're going to talk about purity. Um, such an important issue, and we are tremendously blessed today because we have four young men with us from Bishop Watterson High School who are willing to talk about the challenges that young men face and the um, the tools they use to uh, remain pure. So I'm going to tell you their real names, and then they want also to tell you their confirmation <laughs> name, which I think was is not my idea. So cool. It was all me. Because we're raising oh, yeah. saints, so let's uh, let's give your real name, DJ. Hi, um, my confirmation saint is Saint Lorenzo Ruiz. Okay, and Kyle, John Bosco. All right, Joe, Saint Bernard, and Michael. Uh, Genesius of Rome. Okay. If we had more time, I would t- have you tell me why you chose that saint. But <laughs> That's we not got, why we're here. We got to jump right into our topic. So we're talking about purity. And so right off the bat, we want to um, talk about what are the factors that make the struggle for purity so difficult for young men? I think it's temptation. Temptation? Um, there's so many distractions today, um, so many mediums of it, and um, I think that temptation is really all around us, and I think by staying grounded in our own faith, we can really keep in mind the goal that God has for us and the, the qualities, the characteristics that he wants for us, and um, that is purity. All I th- right. I what? Think, oh. No, go ahead, Kyle. Uh, I, also, I also kind of think it's, it's our culture. Our culture is kind of like saying like, oh, hey, like, like do this, like it'll make you look good, um, and uh, oh, I just had it. <laughs> um, like specific oh, cultural influences. Yeah, like uh, I remember when I was growing up, my uh, like I was looking at like a picture of a pretty girl. I was like, man, she's really good looking. Like, like it's my instinct to go get her. My sister's like, it's not your instinct. It that's that's the devil telling. Like, it's the devil saying like, ooh, she's barely wearing any clothes like she's really pretty but it's not it's not instinct it's it's all the devil it's back to what dj Um, was saying yeah i mean i i don't exactly agree with that perspective i would definitely say it's hard to separate spiritually what you're made for and physically what you're made for because biologically you're driven you, you have a sex drive there's a purpose for it but spiritually god wants that to be a gift so it's kind of like a almost like a competition an internal conflict that's always going on but is it was it is it God's intention that it be a conflict, or are we supposed to be able to join our spiritual? I mean, I don't know what's God, God's intention is. What? <laughs> it's up to God. Wow, <laughs> you don't know God's intention. I don't know what he I thought. I always know God's intent. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> oh wow! Totally okay, kidding. totally kidding. Hit the blasphemy button know. right there. Uh, <laughs> okay, what? So what are? Oh, Joe, were you going to add something? No. Sorry. Okay, so. Uh, what are some of those specific temptations then? Like what, what form what form does that temptation take for you guys? For example, social media, does that present a temptation? Well, um, I mean, just when I'm scrolling through my Twitter feed, next thing you know, I've got a ad popping up for the Victoria's Secret 
fashion show. Yeah. You're like, I did not uh, follow I, that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, not yeah. really into that. Okay. Yeah, I definitely think social media is um, a main vessel for um, just impure um, activities and different things like that. And um, what's on social media can be considered what's cool, what's what's in these days. And um, some people really want to stay in with the times and um, whatever is happening on social media is considered that. And we really need to, as um, Catholics, we need to decipher. We need to um, find what is pure, what isn't. And I think the filter that we have um, can be strengthened by praying to God, finding um, finding in Him the knowledge to f- what is wrong, what is right, and what is wrong. I think also what's interesting about social media and temptation and purity. We're talking about that. The girls you see on social media just because we're on the topic of girls, um, are people you know. You have emotional connections to those girls. You've met them in real life. It's totally different than if it's just some stranger on the internet. So I think that's a very different interesting... Different how? What are, you, what are you saying? Like you are... There's less temptation because you know this person as a human being? You don't want to degrade them. Oh, okay. You don't want to degrade them. But, but it also presents... uh, an issue because girls are I feel like encouraged in Mm -hmm. our society kind of to post certain things on social media that may be degrading to their sexuality and so you kind of have multiple forces on both ends of the spectrum the girls are affected one way and then boys are affected another way let me let's keep going with that because Michael I think it's amazing that you said you don't want to degrade them because do you think that's typical among your peers to not want to degrade. And I, I guess this question is for anybody. Is that typical that young men your age don't want to degrade women they know? It's hard to say. It's really, it's all, sometimes you could say it's spiritual beliefs. Sometimes you could say it's moral beliefs. Like for me, it's spiritual and morals. I believe you, everyone should be respected, especially women being raised in a Catholic home. You realize you respect women, women you give them the respect they deserve and you don't treat them like they're just a piece of meat. Yeah, that's that's saying very bluntly, but it's yeah. just very true. Like right. some guys take advantage of women. Some guys just see them as they they're just an object, but they're not. Like they're very they're more than that, and it's that simple. Joe, what helped you understand women as as not just objects? Like, how do you remember? And for all of you, do you remember what it was that helped form you so that you don't have that perspective? My father. Okay. Yeah, he just he I was like, that. Yeah, we. Were, I went out one Saturday and I just said, oh my gosh, that girl is really attractive. And he just... Except you probably like use the word hot uh, yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And he, he just, he <laughs> gave me a little tap to the head. He's like, hey, no, nah, like you don't do that. Like I yeah. was, I was young. I remember I was like probably like 10 and we we're just going out to get lunch. And he was like, no, you don't like, you'd be respectful. And you just... Look at keep, you. You remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, one of, it's one of like my moral beliefs and moral moments. So... Awesome. Good for Joe's dad. Yes, <laughs> I remember my mother is very was very formative um, because she's she's takes an honest perspective on things. She's raised Catholic. We're all my whole family's raised Catholic, and I feel like she's just taught me that sexual temptation is a truth of life, and you need to be able to deal with it. And so, misleading your children, you know, trying to tell them, trying to suppress those emotions and those feelings is counterproductive in mm-hmm. my mind. Also, if you attribute sexual drive to the creator, I mean, there's a purpose for it, right? Exactly. God gave us that drive for a reason. 
Right. So it's right. a gift and you need to right. understand how to use it and right. not abuse it. Right. And not to pretend like it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Kyle or DJ? Do you remember like anything specific that helped form you to understand um, the importance of like guarding the dignity of women or respecting women? Well, I, I grew up in a home. I've got three sisters and a mom and a dad. Um, so you were outnumbered. Uh, yeah. You had no choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I had I had a big kind of wake up call a couple years or yeah two years ago my uh, my sister was sexually assaulted and um, I just had this like this kind of drive of I like I want to beat this guy um, but oh, that's not the right thing um, but then it, like it kind of opened up my eyes a little bit more to the fact that like it's my sister like she's my sister all the other women out there, there's someone else's someone's sister, sister or someone's daughter or mm-hmm. someone's mother. Um, and I wouldn't want someone to treat my mother or my sister that way. So why would I treat someone else's mother or sister that way? Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a more profound formative experience than most people mm-hmm. have to have to work through. Yeah. That's a very good point. But also you need to have a sympathy that what if you were them? It's hard for us because boys and girls, you know, it's hard to sympathize sometimes because I feel like our experiences are very different. But you wouldn't want someone to treat you in a degrading fashion. So why would you treat someone else the same way? So those, you guys are, you guys are, you, guys are, you know what you're talking about. You are light years ahead of, I think, most of your peers. I, I shouldn't sell guys short, I guess, like that. But can you avoid those? We started kind of talking about social media, then we went in all these other awesome directions, but like advertising, you know, it's just kind of in your face. And can can you avoid that? Or do you just have to learn how to not respond block to it? it? You have to learn how to just like really block it. And like just, you mean physically yeah. block it's, it or mentally men- block it? Mentally, or? I would say uh-huh. strongly mentally because it's a mental battle. Like your temptation, I'd say, is a <laughs> mental battle to you because it's easy. Like you can put yourself in a great group of friends and that's it. But then there's also just the mentality it's just like oh you see a hot girl coming by or you see some uh, temptation and you just gotta be able to block that out and realize it's it might be you might feel like oh this would feel really good in the moment but will it be feel good you in have the to long think term? Beyond, beyond the moment it's, yeah it's honestly always about the long term because temptation is always about in the moment it wants to make you feel good in the moment and that's yeah. not what he's that's not what god's calling us he wants us to feel good with him in heaven and in long, in long term. And advertising is really difficult to avoid. I mean, it's like you said, it's in your face, it's everywhere. And um, back to what I said earlier, I think it's the filter that you have for yourself. Um, knowing that these things do happen in today's world um, is a big part of it. But um, choosing to not act on it is um, a, is also a big part of um, your job, your mission, um, helping you to stay pure in today's society. And DJ, you started to talk about how to like develop that filter. You talked about like mm-hmm. being prayerful. Mm-hmm. Joe, you mentioned surrounding yourself with good mm-hmm. friends. Uh, what are what are some other ways? Like because going back to Michael, what you were saying, it's just it's a natural physical response, right? But but we have to know how to block it. So how do you mm-hmm. how do you practice that? How do you form that? For me, it's um, reconciliation. Oh, good one. Um, yeah. <laughs> I try to at least go um, as much as possible. And um, I think that like when I'm going through the examination of conscience, 
um, I do get to the part where um, you shall not covet your neighbor's spouse or, um, um, and things like that. And part of it is, um, do you act on um, impure actions? Do you think about these things? And uh, I think that really opened my eyes to what am I doing? How am I living my life? And um, through reconciliation, through confessing these sins, I was able to really acknowledge my behaviors and then be able to act on it um, through penance and through um, through prayer. And that helps you recognize it the next time around mm-hmm. more easily and Definitely. more quickly. Yeah, yeah. What about the rest of you guys? How do you kind of strengthen your filter or strengthen your... <laughs> I, think, I think for me, the number one way is just asking God. I think there's there's nothing there's nothing stronger than the grace that God can give you to help fight that battle. Um because if uh God is with us, who is against us? Yep. Mm-hmm. I think also talk to women. That's why Waterson, I love Waterson. It's a wonderful place because we have girls and you have part of this experience that Women are always going to be there, mm-hmm. and sexuality is always going to be a part of your life. You need to understand, and you need to deal with it, and you need to have an open communication with people, and you need to be able to sympathize with them and understand their experience. So, speaking of Waterson, do you guys study, like, Theology of the Body at Waterson? Do you? Yes, you're all yes. nodding your heads. Yes. Yeah. All, all four years, or in a specific year of theology, or what's the... Each year, it's... I mean... <clears throat> Yeah, it, there there is like a little bit covered every single year, but each year at Waterson we study like a different part of the church. So like freshman year we study um, we study like the the church history. Um, this year we're studying um, the, like sacraments. the sacraments, and next year I believe we get more into the theology of the body. Yeah, this uh, this senior year we do a lot about like social justice and just theology of body and really just growing you for the next part of your life because after this after your last course of theology it's hard sometimes people will never go back to a theology class sometimes right. so this is honestly sometimes for the theology teachers the impact here where they got to make a stamp and really ingrain it be like this these are what you got to live by and it's something that our teachers i believe do very well as a youth minister, I always thought it would be awesome to be able to assign a grade for theology. <laughs> like, I feel like kids w- are so much more invested if they're being graded on it. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm being delusional. But <laughs> um, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Raising Saints on AM 820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and here we're here with Michael, Joe, Kyle, and DJ. And we're talking about purity from a guy's perspective I don't think we can have a conversation on purity without talking about pornography. It's so pervasive. You're all nodding your heads so clearly, like you're aware that this is a problem. This yeah. is a thing. How easy is it to access? I think it's too easy to access. I mean, do you have an internet connection? Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> that's, that's basically it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you all have cell phones? Yeah, I, th- yes. I think yeah. There, there's a st- statistic I mean, out there where it's like. Like for the like the number of pornography websites to regular websites is like there's like four porn porn websites to every one normal website. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Um, so how nervous should parents be about? <laughs> yeah, I think it's very dangerous. Um, just a few accidental keystrokes, and you'll search up something completely opposite of what you're trying to search. And um, there are different ways to combat this, different ways to prevent it. 
There's safe search on Google. You can put different restrictions on certain websites. And I think that's part of a parent's job is to really protect your children from different um, information, different um, media that can be potentially dangerous for kids, for teenagers. And um, I think that's, yeah, it's a different... um, Have your parents done that for you guys? Have your parents put protections in place? Kyle, yeah, what specifically? Um, Well, it was... uh I'll never forget the day my uh, we so like uh, on our home computer we have like different logins for each person and so I kept begging my dad can I get a login can I get a login and he's like yeah sure um, and so he was like okay so he like got me the login and so like he kept he set like a couple baselines one of them was like you can't be on the computer when we're not home and I was like okay like, that's not really a big deal like people were normally when I'm the only one home I'm watching TV um, and then like. One day, um, I like I maybe looked up something. I, I don't, I don't. It, do, it doesn't come to my mind, but it said there are no results for this. I was like, okay, and just kind of went on with my day. Oh, so that was a filter your dad had put in uh, place. Well, it, it wasn't like a filter. I think there are like options you can put on Google okay. with um, w- regarding to uh, the like. Topics or keywords. Yeah. Topics or, or yeah. keywords, yeah. Okay. So that's something that we as parents all need to yeah. just not mm-hmm. be lazy, just figure so, it out. There's yeah. another there's another on T V you can um block <laughs> certain movies that are playing, anything mm-hmm. that's rated R, um, any like specific channels that show adult material or things that are just a little over the heads of children and um it helps protect them. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think that's the best way to deal with it. What do you think is the best way to do it? You can't just block this from your child's life. I, I mean, my parents have never done anything like that to me because we have a we have a trust. Okay. They trust me. And also, you need to be able to tell your kids, that's not real. This is what's most important. That pornography or what you see in the movies, sex is not just this you know mechanical action. They're leaving out the human experience, all the emotions that come behind it. And there's so many things that come into play that you can't see when it's on the other side of a screen. Mm-hmm. So I think that you need to have a healthy relationship and you need to discuss these things. And you need, as a parent, we need to know who were we who we were created to be as sexual beings. I think this is a problem that if parents, we don't have the language, if we don't have, you know, a lot of us... Uh, were raised by parents who just didn't talk about it or who just said sex is bad. That's the end of the story. Well, no, sex isn't bad. Sex was created mm-hmm. by God, you know. So, But now we have to know what's the language to have the dialogue with our kids so that they recognize the intention of sex, the purpose of sex, the, the appropriate context for sex. Right. Yeah. That's definitely a difficult task for a parent yeah. to do. But you just, I mean, you were a kid once. So that's easy. If you just think back to those times... I think it becomes easier for you to relate. It should. It should, yeah. But I think that... Oh, it's got to be one of the most difficult things in the world to do. Yeah. I mean... But praise God for St. John Paul the Great for many, many, <laughs> many reasons. One of them being this body of work called Theology of the Body. Parents, if you are not familiar with it, get Theology of the Body for Beginners <laughs> and read it. It's just... It's like... God's perspective on our sexuality. We ha- There are tools. There are more tools than there ever have been for us to have. Michael, I love that perspective. Like, we don't have to... I mean, 
some parents do have to block mm-hmm. things for their kids. It's just a necessary. I mean, it, it truth. differs. Yeah, I mean, it differs. I right? don't understand everyone's but, situation, so parenting right. styles definitely differ. But what doesn't change is the conversation. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. the message behind it, and that you need to. Ed- it's important. Education is important. Yeah, and. School, they do a great job of educating us. Catholic education does Praise a great God. job. That's yes, wonderful. exactly. But there are things that you need to attend to on a more personal basis. Are there things that you guys or young men in general can do to change the culture of impurity? That is hard. <laughs> well, first of all, Joe, why is it hard? Because it's just like, so like it's like kind of the same topic, but it's not. But uh, so, my sister told me at Thanksgiving, like, the reason why we see colors is because someone told us that's the color we see. Okay. So basically, I could tell my kid that brown is a blue, but that would never work because the world knows that it's brown. People see, people realize that it's like, it's not, it's hard to change because everyone sees it. Porn's like, oh, it's not that bad of a thing. People, some people think that. Let me ask, let me ask you that. Do some people think that or do the majority of people think that? Like, specifically your peers, would the majority say that porn is okay? Yeah. 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 It's okay. It's normal. Some guys like, you know, it's okay. It's not that. Well, let me ask you this. Do they, would they use it in front of their parents? Would they no. use would, yeah, is that no? Like, no. So is it normal and okay? No. Like, don't so <laughs> you feel like anything kind of you paradox. have to hide from other people? We know somewhere deep down that it's not normal and okay. Yeah, we're lying yeah. to ourselves. I think. Do you shower in front of your parents? <laughs> okay, but that's a modesty issue. Okay. I mean, I agree with Mikey there's a privacy, privacy situation. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if, you, if there's a difference between hiding it from other people and hiding it from God. God sees everything. What's the difference? There's certain things you do hide from other people, but God sees everything. And if you're trying to hide it from God, then it must not be right. But do you think people who think it's normal and okay even really care whether or not they're hiding it from God? No, I think that there's a conversation that they need to have with themselves. I, I guess the question I'm asking is, people who think it's normal and okay really legitimately, genuinely think it's normal or okay and okay? Or is this a lie that we know we're lying about and we're all buying into it? Might be a little delusional. Okay. Yeah. People might be trying to confuse, I wouldn't say confuse themselves, but lie to themselves. So if there is that seed that it's not normal and it's not okay, doesn't that make your job easier to influence the culture to change it? Or no? Is it still? No. no, You guys are still like, nope. Because it's just like... Watterson is such a judgmental. I'm not saying Watterson. I'm saying high school. My bad. High school is such a judgmental. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that such a judgmental school, place. Yeah. So sometimes practicing your faith, trying to like undo the wrongs, can be seeing. Oh, that's weird. Oh, you're really Catholic. Oh, you're prude. It's just like it's these things. That words like just can come to you, and it's like you might not want that. So basically, some people are like you know what? I don't want to be like seen that way. So I'm just not even going to do anything about it. It's not my problem. It's not going to do anything about it. So that's one of the big problems in high school for young men. Okay, but we need a message of hope. <laughs> what is it? What is the, I mean, because, like, seriously, I can't as a parent sit here and think, okay, well, this is how it goes and there's well, nothing we can do about it. So what, what, give me some hope because <laughs> we're almost what, out of time. <laughs> what, what you should do is find yourself a buddy. Okay. 
Um, like an accountability person? Yeah, or? just, I mean, uh-huh. like a, a faith friend almost. Yeah. Um, someone that like like you can go to at times and like discuss the troubles that you're going through or the highs that you're going through. Okay. Um, because in that, you can kind of form a bond and then you can bring other people in that relationship and then you can send them out to get people in their relationship. I mean, it's just how like the church started. Right. It started with 12 people. Well, 13, including Jesus. <laughs> um, but then 12 again, if you take then, Judas out. Yeah. But then, then 13 again. <laughs> it's just a lot of men. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if we could do that, I mean, what, in not even 10 years, our, the whole idea of it could be just blossomed across right. the world. This is hopeful. This is what I'm talking about. What <laughs> else you guys go. got? Keep it coming. <laughs> Prayer. Prayer is very simply. Just Good. like yeah. if you're ever in a struggle, just... You don't have to be like, oh, mom and dad, I'm going for this. No, it's like, again, privacy. Be like, you know what? I'm going to pray to God, and I'm just going to have him do his job. And I'm going to have him work through me. And he will work, and he will do what he wants to do. Amen to that. Yep. Michael, what were you going to say? Well, I just think that um, going, I don't know if this is necessarily a hopeful message, but eliminating shame. You know, Naked without shame. Naked without shame. (laughs) I feel like for so long... There's been so many ideals in the church of suppression and, you know, kind of an aggressive nature that do create shame. And I think shame is the easiest way for sin to enter your heart because you're you're in a moment of weakness. And so if you're shaming other people, that's not the best way to go about this. It scares them. Someday exactly. we'll do that a scares whole them into episode on the difference between <laughs> guilt and shame. Because <laughs> well, one we'll is be necessary here. and useful and one, you're right, just prohibits us from accepting the mercy and the graces that God just wants to shower on us. We're out of time. Thank you. Thank you. you. Oh my gosh. Let's, let's conclude with prayer in the name of the father and of the son and the Holy spirit. Amen. Precious Lord Jesus, we love you and we praise you. Lord, I give you thanks for um, the witness of the young men here with us today. Lord, I ask you to give us hope for the future of our culture. Lord, I ask that you help us form ourselves and our children in purity and embrace the gift of sexuality that you've given us with such love. And we ask all of this in your name, Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt. We were joined today by DJ, (laughs) Kyle, Joe, and Michael, all from Fish of Waterson High School. Thank you, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep up your witness. It's making a difference. Thank you. Until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then he, son.